Welcome to the Red Light Report, your number one source for all things red light therapy, where you will learn how to optimize your health, wellness, and longevity with the power of photobiomodulation. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Belkowski. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Red Light Report. And and for you longtime listeners, you already recognize uh, this guy's name. He was one of my first interviews back in 2021. I think I think our episode was in September of 2021. So we're coming up on a year and a half. So Dr. Chris Molly, of course, is his name. And he is one of the few in the proud repeat guests on this relatively <laughs> young podcast. But but regardless, just to do a quick recap of Dr. Chris uh, Motley's expertise in his CV. But before I go into that, I do recommend if you haven't listened to our first conversation that you do, we'll leave a link in the show notes to that, to that first interview back from September 2021. We go into frequency therapy, the differences between dry needling and acupuncture, because I'm, I'm a dry needling expert. Dr. Molly's an acupuncture expert. So we go into the similarities and differences of those, Chinese medicine, the different organs and emotions, even going to different energies like 5G and how that could cause a detriment to your cell at a physiological level, and of course, red light therapy. So, so go check out that episode if you didn't listen to it. And if you did, it's been probably a year, year and a half since you listened to it. So it's a good recap. And as you guys know, if you do follow uh, Dr. Motley through his website or through Instagram, which is Dr. Motley, you know that he's a wealth of information and comes from a very grounded and just very knowledgeable, especially when it comes to traditional Chinese medicine. So regardless, Dr. Chris Molly, doctor of chiropractic, of course, and he's an American board of chiropractic acupuncture diplomat, Chinese medicine. He does frequency medicine, does some chiroplus kinesiology, so CPK, some neuroemotional technique. He's certified in that, and then some functional biochemistry training. And as you can imagine, with his wealth of knowledge and his expertises, uh, if that's a word, expertises, presents <laughs> at symposiums. And so he gets out there. He's knowledgeable. He's a wealth of information. Without further ado, Chris, welcome to the Red Light Report. Thank you, Doc. I appreciate it, Mike. I really appreciate for you having me on here again. And I'm excited when we connected. I was like, man, I, I see your feed on Instagram and the things that you're doing now. And I'm thinking, man, this guy is blowing up and it's a lot of hard work. Man, my hat's off to you, brother. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. It's always a pleasure when our paths cross. And um, when I was interviewed on on the podcast, you're a part of the Ancient Health Podcast. We missed on that because you were busy and had a lot of life things going on. So I missed you there, but I'm glad we were able to reconnect here. So with that being said, it's been a year and a half or so since we last spoke. What's new in your life, whether it's professionally or personally, whatever you want to share, you know, what's going on in your life? That's a great question. Thanks for asking, brother. I have been busy taking care of my little Korean mom. She had a uh, second stroke, but um, found out she had Babesia, a heavy amounts of Babesia, which I suspected, but we finally got it verified in some Lyme disease and Epstein-Barr. Um, she's recovering. But it's taken a little bit of a slow road and that's taken a little bit of my time, you know, and, and it's not like a bad thing. I, I appreciate that. I'm thankful to God that I can actually help there. So that plus full-time practice, brother, is like, it literally, it's like I'm with patients most all day and uh, as many days of the, of the week as you can imagine. So I say professionally, I've been working a lot with Dr. Axe's team at the Ancient Health Podcast. We've been doing a lot more podcasts and I'm sorry I had to miss yours, but, you know, we've had a lot of different podcasts come up. And so I've tried to, I had to divert a bit of time from my personal page. And we were going into doing stuff with this uh, health institute because we know it can help so many people with education. So professionally, I've been trying to move 
not away from treating individuals, but it's gone more naturally into more education online, which I've already done things like that. And what, what feeds my soul? So professionally and emotionally and personally, I think it mixes into where I was learning what really fed my soul or fed my heart and tried to take that to the individuals out there listening is like, how can I take that and also coincide with how I work? I think I was getting drained. My internal chi, my internal electrical field was just really taking a beating because as much as we love to work, I don't put good limits on myself. And we were just talking about that. And the hardest part was that I wasn't. And so I have decided, like, am I going to make some different moves, even the location I'm at, just to get near the sun more, to get more grounding in. And so it's really been a full circle, man. I'll tell you this. I love our conversation. I could just open up. I was feeling that everybody out there, when you get kind of stuck in a certain rut or you feel like you're just spinning your wheels, I was listening to different authors who do different types of meditations and different forms of pineal exercise to help the body surrender to the parasympathetic. So I started doing that. And and I noticed that overall, it wasn't like everything was coming at me that was super good. And everybody's like, I'm like, no, I really was more aware of different opportunities. I had to look into myself after these years, like the last time we talked, I went, well, I'm going to let myself open up and surrender to all the things that I'm missing and see what are the opportunities out there. And, and, you know, after a while, I had more opportunities to go into teaching more than I ever thought. So I had to step back and just take a look at it. So now I'm like, actually, brother, starting up like you, I'm starting up a small membership, only a small, but I'm starting up a membership. A lot of my friends have done that, but I've kind of not done it because I just thought, well, maybe I should do it or I should do it because people do memberships. But I mean, I'm saying I want to do it because I just like to teach. Whether anybody shows up or not, I'm like, at least I can put it out there. Like, what is this condition? So that's launching in a week from when we're filming this. And I'm just going to see where that goes. And really cultivate myself. I'm trying to like say this year is my cultivation of myself year, basically. That's huge, Dr. Molly. I mean, congratulations on releasing that membership. For, for those interested that are listening, where can they go if you want to release those details? Or where can they learn Definitely. Thank you, man. I'll promote it. Just, uh, well, if you go to the uh, the link in my bio and Instagram, you'll see the link for the uh, membership waitlist because it's about to open up. So it'll say membership sign up. And then on the website, it'll have it on there as well. So we want to make it really simple. A couple of clicks, you can you can sign up. And uh, that's where you can find it. So what we're trying to do is, you know, we don't know if we want to try to make it similar to any other membership, but we're just trying to figure out like, what are the common things that I see in the office every day and just have really good interaction. I'm trying to make it as interactive as I can. So it's not just like too many just recorded videos, but I will record videos and store them on there, but try to keep it fresh. Yeah. So will there be interaction with the members? Like, will you do video calls or Zoom calls, stuff like that? Completely. Yeah, I'm going to try to get to where every week we have a really good Zoom call. And not only that, but also at the beginning of the week, I'm going to have it where you can give me your questions. And if I can't answer them on Instagram, I'm going to do my best to answer them during a recorded Q&A or in a recorded um, subject matter video, which you can give me suggestions for. you know. And then in the comment sections, I'll have that recorded as well. So if I miss something, I can go back and record from a comment that I missed. And then I'll have a, a live Q&A where it's a Zoom where I'm just going to say, if many people want to show up, I'm going to go through there because I love Q&As. Because the one thing I learned, Mike, is that, I don't know, maybe it's me getting older, but I, if I don't know something, which is most of the time, basically, if I don't know something, I'm like, I'm not afraid to say it. I want the, the membership to be where it's like there's a few thoughts and ideas where I makes me go research and go, okay, these are the therapies that could help with this. And that's where I want it to be. I just want it to be not me just talking, but like, here's some good 
you know, avenues for you to go get your health fixed up. You know, these are other doctors, these are other therapists and things. I mean, I know you as, as well as you do, when you get all these questions that come in, sometimes I'm like, wow, like we get some crazy good questions. Like, what do you do with a doc for a doctor with has this in this area? And I'm like, oh man, I don't know anybody there. So it's going to have two of those events in a month. I'm thinking we're going to add in extra live events, like on the weekends, and just to really try to make it to where I feel really in touch with the individuals. 100%. That's awesome to hear, Chris, because like you, especially the last year in 2022, I was certainly getting burned out in multiple ways, mentally, physically, emotionally. And like you, love to work, love what I do overall. But sometimes you, you burn the candle at both ends and you do end up getting burnt out. I don't know if this was the same for you, but for me personally, I got to this point where it was almost like losing that passion or losing that fire for what I was doing, forgetting why I was doing what I was doing. Then you compound that with a nice Montana winter, and then you start really getting into that affective disorder, so to speak, where everything is just gloomy and really downtrodden, kind of like Eeyore, <laughs> harumph, right? All right. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the mantra to a certain point. So it sounds like you have found a way where you're, you're getting out of this grind mode where it's just like kind of trudging through the mud and just making it through. I mean, still educating, still, you know, loving what you're doing, but it gets a little tough after a while, but it sounds like you found a passion, kind of reignited yourself doing what you love to do, which is teach. And now you're going to have a platform to do that. I have no doubt you'll grow successfully and help many people. So, so kudos to you for doing that. And that's something I hope I can do for myself in the future too, as far as build a platform, an educational platform of sorts uh, for red light therapy or light therapy altogether uh, and do something quite similar to you. So it's kind of cool to hear that you you're doing it and, and here we are, it's about to launch. I think that you should definitely do it. And I, and I find this man, like whenever the people out there listening, saying like, they love the information that we can, not because it's about us. It's just that they want alternatives. And there's never a doubt, like my friend, Dr. Charlie, he's just grown so much on his membership and another Dr. Brad. And it's just, they're, they're growing because people are hungry because they at least want alternative holistic choices, but also have healthy enough respect for even the Western side of medicine to say, no, no, if you, if you have to do this, you need to go get this checked. I've had people say, should I get a cardiologist to look at it? Yes, you should. When it gets to that point, brother, like when you're going to decide to do it, I think that in Chinese medicine, like when you say you're Montana months, even in Nashville, it gets kind of chilly and gets gloomy. I find that when we overwork ourselves, I was trying to analyze it for anybody out there listening, that when you overwork, you naturally drain a lot of your kidney force. And this is big in Chinese medicine. So when you have seasonal affective disorder, which I find that I was starting to get, they say that the kidneys and the bladder are there because they're supposed to, those organs create creativity. Like you should flow with water. You should have the water flow through and be very creative. But if you are so tired and you work your adrenals, the fire element of the adrenals, which sit on top of the kidneys, will dry up the kidneys. So during the winter months are when you're supposed to cultivate and sleep and hibernate, but we don't do that. You and I work our butts off and our kidneys literally suffer. They're supposed to cultivate during that time of year to rest and build up enough chi and energy to ground for the spring. And so what I was finding was I'm working hard. I'm overdoing my adrenals. I've dried up my kidneys and that will also affect the bladder. So they say that the emotions are about feeling stuck because I can't put one leg in front of the other. Like the bladder's like, I can't release and let go. I have to stay here. Urination becomes an issue or even urinary tract infections. I would just think for me, like you, like when you get that gloom, I was like, oh, my kidneys are super tired. And when I was checking my pulse points, getting checked, I was like, 
your kidney is fatigued. So I thought, eventually, I need to increase my creativity. And I need to find an environment, not just say it's all sun, but it's also like, how can I get outside and encounter more sunlight, get out of some of the gloom and try to cultivate the creativity within the kidneys so it can lead into the springtime. And it may sound a little far-fetched to individuals, but, you know, living by Chinese medicine rules, I thought I started to notice that when I started to take time to respite just a little bit in the afternoon or really try to find time to heal my kidneys and get into the sun, even traveling down to the beach or something, travel and doing that. I started getting more creative. I could tell that my kidneys were starting to function a little better. And I started doing, man, like, brother, I was doing like electrolyte therapy with water. And I would, I would start to do apple cider vinegar concoctions with adaptogenic mushrooms. I was doing like a lot more reishi and shiitake. And I was trying to find the right mixture. And then I started doing more neurotropics. And man, when I started doing that, my kidneys started to feel a lot better. My heart rate went down and I was like, man, I'm starting to get more ideas. And this is where the membership thing comes. I was like, I think I could start this. So I hope that didn't go far-fetched, but I think that's where I knew that I felt stuck and I needed a change. Well, guys, the holiday season may be over, but you can still save big. We've had this for some time now. BioLite has what's called bundles. So simply go to the BioLite website, BioLite.shop, go under products, and there will be a tab for bundles. With each of these bundles, there's three of them, you save 20% off on the entire package. For example, we have the Beauty Bundle, which includes a Shine and Stand, a Guardian Plus, and the Longev Revive Cream. So that bundle of three products, you save 20% off the entire package. There's the Recovery Bundle. That includes the Recharge Plus panel, the Guardian mouthpiece, and then the Longev Recover Cream. And that Recover Cream is just like the Revive Cream, except it has added CBD oil infused into it. That package of three items all comes at 20% off. And then the last bundle, which is the most versatile bundle in the sense that you get to pick and choose what products you want. You get to pick and choose from the Recharge Plus panel, the Restore Plus panel, or the Matrix Full Body Mat. And then you get to choose between the Guardian and Guardian Plus. And then you get to choose between the Revive and the Recover Cream. It also includes the Shine and Stand, so you get to choose between black and silver. By purchasing those four products in the Ultimate Bundle, you save 20% off all of the products. You also save 20% off shipping. So literally, the entire package and shipping is 20% off. So if you're ever needing some red light therapy products and are looking for a discount, just remember the bundles are always 20% off 365 days a year, no coupon code necessary. No, that's cool. I love hearing the TCM or the traditional Chinese medicine perspective, because that's something I'm not even a novice and I just don't know enough about. I'd love to read and learn much more about it because the more I learn and grow myself, the more I have respect for this holistic medicine that's been around for thousands of years. So it's like, they're probably doing something right if it survived, you know, all the <laughs> centuries and, and, and millennia. But you brought up a couple of good points there that were kind of segues into questions I had for you already. Let's just start off with the one where presently we, we're, we're in spring now. And so my question to you was, what are some of the biggest physiological considerations from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective that we could set ourselves up for success, health and success, while transitioning from this winter period to the springtime season. Oh, I'm with you, brother. I think you should always cultivate the strength of the liver and the gallbladder. And the reason being is because we call in Western medicine cycles, like uh, methylation cycles, basically how to increase not just the detoxification of the body, but the strength of the liver and the gallbladder. What we'll find is that you have to make sure that the liver can absorb vitamin B and you know B12, B6 and minerals to increase the growth of the liver so the liver can regrow. So in Chinese medicine, they always say whatever happens in the micro happens in the macro. So you have to emulate what's happening in the macro of the earth 
to stimulate the growth internally. So if you see springtime coming, all the, um, the trees grow, the leaves come out, there's an energy that is transformed throughout your area, right? It's literally growth energy. And it may sound crazy, but it's not. It's frequency. You have growth of what? Chlorophyll's moving back through the trees. You have the earth like trying to rumble up and fluids going back up the trees to make it grow. You have things absorbing light. So in Chinese medicine, in Ayurvedic, they say, well, you need to do things to encourage growth in your life. So emotionally, the ideas you had during the winter months the hibernation, the ideas, you're supposed to take those ideas and make them work. You're supposed to put them into action and make them grow. So emotionally, all your ideas start to try to make them grow. And then what I do is I work on liver methylation. And it may sound a little you know, heavy to do, but like you say, red light therapy, infrared technology, putting it on the liver, doing castor oil packs, going out there and trying to learn how to detoxify the body safely and gently, even this detox baths. Those are just some simple things, even colonics. I hate, you know, people may not even want to talk about colonics or coffee enemas, but literally out of the winter months, what does a bear do? It's been hibernating all winter. You have to get out and get moving and you got to stretch and get the liver cleaned out. I've gone so far, man, there's new uh, labs out there. I just chatted with Ben Greenfield the other day and he has a new system out where they, I have other friends, Dr. Jay Dunn, My Happy Genes, where they'll actually take your genetic report and they'll give you an idea of like how your liver actually has MTHFR genes and how you can cleanse your liver. Basically, that's what I'm saying. So I always increase my liver cleansers. I'll do Shisandra, Shisandra Supreme. I'll actually sometimes put a little glutathione into my regimen to help cleanse the antioxidant. Olive Leaf Supreme is a good option. And I like Thera Supreme, which is from Supreme Nutrition Products, which is a good overall mineral. But all I'm saying is this. I hope this is, doesn't get anybody confused. I really work on the strength of my gallbladder and liver. And when I get the liver cleansed, I'll do stuff to my gallbladder to help it start to flush. Like I'll do lemon water. I'll take phylanthus herb. I'll take stone. Anybody out there, stone breaker herb. Lightly start cleansing your gallbladder because what happens is the gallbladder gets stagnant in the spring months. You'll get stagnant bile. Your liver will back up and not grow. Because the liver is there to help you with DNA production, ligament production, connective tissue. So literally in your body, you won't grow. So you have to emulate what goes on the earth. And those are the things I always try to formulate in my different seasons. When you have liver, you need to be able to release your anger. So emotionally, if something makes you frustrated or overwhelmed in the spring season, you need to let it out. You don't go angry at anybody else. You need to be able to face your frustrations, look at it, go through it and say, this makes me frustrated, but don't let your imagination run away with what it can produce. So those are the way in Chinese medicine, they tell us to actually cultivate the emotions, the psyche and the chemistry. I hope that wasn't too overwhelming for the audience, but that's how I approach it. Well, that's a lot of good information. How does a person know if that stuff is working? You're very tapped into your body. You're very aware of what's going on because you've been in this world for so long. But how does a person, maybe if it's their first or second or whatever attempt at doing something like this, where, like you're saying, they're trying to wake up their liver and gallbladder, clean it out. How do you know if it's working? Like, are you supposed to feel something or does it remove maybe lethargy or, or different things that you're used to feeling? Do those disappear because things are starting to clear out? I mean, what does that look like? I always go rather with the uh, the micro sign the symptoms. I mean, I know fatigue's in all of us because in Chinese medicine, if you have fatigue, you have kidney issues, adrenal issues, heart issues. But the microcirculation in Chinese medicine is what I usually target. So for instance, in the liver, it always controls the nails. Seriously, 
If you look at your nails and they have a lot of ridges on them or if they have little crevices or spots in them, yes, it can be, be other organs. But normally in Chinese medicine, since the liver has everything to do with connective tissue and cysteine production, basically it helps your nails grow. So I always look at my nails and first look at those and even the beds around my nails. If they're puffy, that's microcirculation. That's liver all in itself. Those all happen on the feet as well if the toes are a little bit off. The other telltale sign, brother, is like the gallbladder. If you have lots of puffiness above or below the eyebrow, around the edges of the eye, gallbladder congestion. They also tell us that vision's a big issue, literally vision. Your eyes are always connected to how dirty your blood is. So when I say, how do you know? If you feel like you have fuzzy vision, spots, floaters, if you notice there's ridges in your nails, those are liver indications. If you can't detoxify, like if you don't have a normal bowel movement every single day, then I know that your liver is really involved. The other kicker is this. With gallbladder, you may have a normal bowel movement, but if you have a constant issue where you have uh, bowel movements that are kind of stiff or they're hardened or dried, or you have different coloration, that's gallbladder. So you start to see that your bowel movements get a little bit better, your nails get a little bit better, the puffiness starts to go away, your vision gets clearer. Those are the telltale signs. And in fact, your anger and your resentment, your frustration start to get lower. So those are some small telltale signs. I mean, I could go on and on. But I, I think that whenever we start to be in tune with our bodies, people don't pay attention to their nails. They really don't. They don't really like, oh, I just have bad vision. I'm getting older. I'm like, no, your vision can get better. You know, and so I always go by the small signs and symptoms or the, the telltale signs that the, the liver or the gallbladder is dysfunctional. No, that's really insightful. I mean, those, you know, handful of uh, recommendations of things to look at already is useful because I'll be looking at my fingernails right now. Look, at Dude, I'm telling you, look <laughs> at your nails and look at the beds and then, okay, so another one, brother. Okay, so do you ever, I'm just asking, when you get up at night, some people have liver and gallbladder issues, they usually get up between 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. So if you constantly are like in your spring months are getting up at that time, you're like, man, why am I wide awake? Or I get up two or three times. Well, I just got to go pee or urinate. That's the case. You could. You could have some stuff going on. But at those time of day, that's when the electricity is really formed around the liver and the gallbladder to help them heal during the evening. So if you have a lot of stagnation or a lot of problems within those areas, you'll wake up. So you'll notice your sleep gets better. You'll sleep through those times when you heal. Interesting. And you brought up, of course, anger with the liver. Mm -hmm. Is there, or what emotions are tied to the gallbladder, if you haven't said already? Yeah, if you have anger because methylation or your detox patterns are so wonky, as my dad would say, the toxicity within the blood, it goes in the brain, so you get angry. So now the gallbladder, everybody, is this sac that, that holds the bile that the liver creates. Usually the emotions of being overwhelmed or very frustrated comes into play. So if you ever walk into your day and something bugs you emotionally and you're like, there's too many things going on. I just can't handle it right now. And I'm so frustrated at myself or somebody else because there's too many things going on. Complete gallbladder issue. I always say when this occurs during the spring months, you know that your gallbladder needs to be healed, but look at your family line. If you notice that your mom, your dad, your grandfather, grandmother, if they were like that, oh yeah, they had their gallbladder removed. Every aunt in my family had their gallbladder removed and all they were, they were frustrated, angry all the time. Genetically it could pass, but it just shows you how much you'd have to heal the gallbladder. So I don't know if you told, told this already, and thanks for explaining that. Negative gallbladder health, how does that manifest in your, your health? What would you notice? 
you would notice normally that seriously, the coloration of your bowel movements can be different. They could be more green. They could be pale and almost light yellow. Also, whenever the gallbladder comes into play, we talked about some different forms of puffiness, but I would say that when you look at a person who has really stiff gallbladder function, they are usually going to have hormonal issues as well. And the reason being is because estrogens and certain hormones dump their way from the liver into the gallbladder and the gallbladder holds it and hopefully will put it into the stomach and it'll pass down into the system to be combined with some fiber. And a lot of times you poop excess estrogens out or try to recycle them. But you'll start to see individuals that are frustrated and resentful. They have the puffiness around the eyes. They get really angry and frustrated, but then they'll start to have a backup or higher amounts of estrogen. So they'll have water retention. And so they'll have sleep issues in the morning. They'll have water retention. Their hormones get screwed up. And so those are some real clear signs and symptoms. I literally mean like in the spring months when they say, oh, I'm water retentive and I have high estrogen. I'm like, gallbladder is going on right there. That's just some few signs and symptoms. Gotcha. I know that's perfect. Appreciate that. Any quick tips, not necessarily from a psychological or psychoanalysis perspective, but you did mention a little bit of releasing anger, being willing to or able to release some anger to help heal and nurture your liver, you know, both for the liver and gallbladder, since we're talking spring, do you have any quick tips to facilitate that for people? Because talking emotions can be an emotional topic, of course, and it's tough for a lot of us, and I'm one of them especially, that holds on to emotions and especially anger or doesn't want to confront them. So it's a tough subject or it's a tough thing to encounter or, or go through. So could you help us facilitate or walk through a process to allow us to do that and, and nurture that? Totally. I, I always talk with my patients to make what are the, the fastest, easiest steps you can do. Instead of me going in through all this, the biochemical and take this herb and take this, which I love to do. I do have my Chinese medicine doll always here. I know it's really ridiculous, Mike. Sorry about that, brother. <laughs> uh. But when people go to, like you said, like physiotherapists, and when they go to like a chiropractor, one of the biggest things I can recommend, you don't have to necessarily go to a therapist or any of those practitioners, but you're usually going to have a big knot or you're usually going to have T4, T5 area between your shoulder blades being very tender to the touch. So if you can have somebody massage that out or you yourself somehow can use one of those back knob devices to release the T4 and the T8, T9, those two areas are where the nerves of the gallbladder and the liver really are pretty more pronounced. So I say this, if there's too much frustration or anger that's coming from the imbalance of these organs, it's going to keep sending nerve signals to these areas of the spine and they're going to get overwhelmed and they're going to get inflamed and tight. So if you can get those released, even as massage therapists or myofascial therapists, if you can go through there and get those released, you'll actually start sending good signals back to your liver and your gallbladder to start to what flush. Now, the point is this. People think it's like woo-woo. I'm like, not at all. If there is going to be some chemical backup or sludge from the bile in the gallbladder or the liver, if I can get enough signal back to those organs, they'll flush. They'll flush pretty well and move all the old junk out so it won't make your blood so toxic. And then if the gallbladder is running, you'll dump your estrogens, which means you won't be as emotional you'll be more in touch with your own feelings and emotions about that. Two top two things. Also, you guys may not want to do this, but literally the area right below the chest muscle is called liver 14 and it looks really corny, but it's not. You can sit there while you're at your work and you rub right here. That's a liver 14 point. 
Is that underneath the rib cage? Underneath. Go to the nipple line. Go right where the chest meets the ribs underneath the nipple line. And I'm telling you, if you have anger or frustration, it's mine's, you're going to find tenderness. And you're going to be like, I can't believe how tender that is. Okay, cool. The other one I would suggest too, and this is going to be like, dude, when you're sitting down doing a podcast, is right on the ankle bone, that big knobby bone on the outside. People are like, yo, that big one. Right where that little ankle bone is and right where it meets your, your fourth and fifth toe, then that little nook, there's a little nook called gallbladder 40. You press that, and I'm telling you, those two plus that will start to, they'll be super tender. And then what will happen is we just want enough electrical activity to get back in the organ to where you start to get emotions. Now, what will happen is you'll start to remember things that really make you angry. Because when you start to open up electricity back to the organ, the parts of the brain related to the organ will start to allow those emotions to rise to the surface. So those are quick at home things I think you should do. But if you don't want to go through that, I would get somebody to release the T4, T8, rub those points out, even find a good acupressure, acupuncture practitioner to open up. That's the easiest way for you to get open to the emotions of it. No, I love that. And right away, the, the spots you pointed on the back, T, T4, T8, T9, those are like dry needling points where if a person has pain in certain areas along those dermatomes, you go to that spot and you can likely fix any pain related to that dermatome. So that speaks to me from a yeah. perspective. So could I cup those first of all, because I, I love cupping on myself. So could I cup those? Would you do it on the spinal processes? Essentially just- I would. I would always start with the spinal processes because people usually go on the TPs or on the transverse, but I love to go right, man, I'll take like an activator brother and I'll go right on the tip and I find the worst, I hate to say it, the worst spot. And they're like, oh my goodness, that's the most tender spot lightly adjust. You don't have to sit there and press too hard, but like say put a cup on there. And then even if you move it around, you know, if you can get it there, man, it will pull so much great chi to that area. And I'm telling you that liver and a gallbladder will be thankful. And so, you know, when you think about all that diaphragm reaction too, do the cupping on that area. And even if somebody wants to needle that for you, dry needle it, man, that would be awesome. Totally. Yeah. Well, luckily my wife last year got certified in dry needling. So I have my own personal dry needler. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, okay. When you get those areas, really, let me know how it goes because I'm I'm huh. super interested. Also, this one too, brother. I'm getting excited, guys. But you can go on the, the gallbladder too, right in TMJ. And if you have that area where you really feel like, you know, you get frustrated, you go, you know, people do that. They go, just, I'm so tight. I just, I go, I'm angry. What happens is you're trying to release pressure because that gallbladder too has a lot of electricity. So I tell people, go where that, that joint is, right by that little knob on your ear. And I mean, rub in that area, push in and open up. And I'm telling you, you will go in there and you'll be like, oh my goodness. So I press in pretty good. It's pretty tender in those areas. So you just go around your TMJ and you start rubbing those points out. That's going to release a lot of your gallbladder issue. And actually it'll probably change your mood in the sense that you'll probably be more aware of what really irritates you and makes you frustrated. And then furthermore, if you guys really want to get a bit nerdy, you can put like latex gloves or wash your hands up. And you can reach back up in that joint in the side of the mouth and press. And I'm telling you, the muscles will be so tender and it'll release the gallbladder too. point. It'll help both liver and gallbladder. Gallbladder too. Yeah. You can go over here and rub those even on the outside to hit those uh, points, yeah. but you can go in and just, I mean, yep. that's why they do those releases. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So when you're speaking about the the point just underneath the rib cage and then just, I guess, by the ankle to the lateral malleolus. Yeah. How hard are you pressing or is it like rhythmic or, or what's the process for people that want to kind of initiate those release points? I always say push to the point where you, f you feel a little bit of tenderness, almost pain, 
where it almost feels good. I hate to say it that way. We are all masochistic in some way. Some people can't handle any pain. I get that. But if you can push to the point where you're like, if I push anymore, it's going to be super painful or I can't handle it. You get to that point, And then what I do is I rub the point out and I find the vector on my hand or my digit. And I find the one that's the most tender. Okay. Oh, that's the most tender. Some people like to do steady pressure. I like vibration because I think vibration is a great way to the brain, segue to the brain to make it recognize. And I sometimes use small, mini uh, hand vibration devices like they use an acupressure, but you can use one of those. But I just rub that point out and I do it for 30 to 45 seconds. Now I'll do that four to five times a day. And so what I think is that as a treat, not many of us have break, but brother, if like you sit down like, you know, four or five times in a day or something, at least when you're driving, seriously, don't do both hands, one hand, you're doing <laughs> it, but you're just driving and I'm serious, rub those points out or when you're sitting at the light or something, hit those points when you're sitting at your desk, do those three or four times a day. I'm telling you, you will notice you'll have better bowel movements and your sleep will get better. And you're like, what happened? What I did was like, you're treating yourself. So just for clarification and, and for the audience, all these points are to, I guess, stimulate the liver and gallbladder both to upgrade their health, so to speak, but also get into the emotional aspect as well. And Truly. I just think it, I love how dry needling works because when you put the needle in, right, it's like you're opening up the fascia. So whenever you stimulate the point, I'm just trying to get electrical flow to travel down the meridian to get to the organ. So the premise would be that if I can say liver 14 and I opened up the point right here and I opened it up and I'll, and chi or electrical signals can get to the liver, then it would help its metabolic processes. So the natural methylation, the natural glutathione production in the liver should start to clean the blood efficiently. That way your blood's less dirty and your mood changes because you don't have any toxins in your brain. If you do it to the gallbladder, the gallbladder can then take all that bile from the liver squeeze it when it's supposed to go into the stomach when you eat and get rid of all the estrogens and all the old infections and all the parasites so that it actually can be pooped out. The hard part is in our American culture, though, brother, we had that, remember the, the, in our school, we used to talk about a hepatic circulation process, you remember like the recycling? The, the problem is like, not only can we have estrogens bound to it, but we can have infections. And so it recirculates the bile. And so they stick to the bile. And so you can have a reinfection or a re-inoculation of infections or estrogens stick around. So what I'm saying is, if we can get the electrical activity to the organ, they'll do their own job. And you'll start to notice that you won't have resentment or frustration overwhelmed simply because you got the hormones released and you got the biochemistry. So people think what we do, man, we do dry needling. They think, it's oh, kind of weird, man. Like, what, what do you guys do? I was like, no, we're actually changing biochemistry and physiology when we do this. And what I love about this, this little self-treatment is just like grounding or getting out of the sunlight. This is free. It's just if we have someone like Dr. Molly here who can walk us through the process, and I think that would be one of the massive advantages of joining his membership is you're going to learn all these self-help tools that all you need is maybe your fingers for a lot of these, obviously, to treat your jaw, treat your right under your ribcage and right along your feet there. Just knowing this, I mean, hello, spring cleaning, am I right? <laughs> I love it. It's like whenever you have the spring, I got to make that on the membership. Like I, I just did a video about candida, right? And so one of the things we were talking about is the points. So I think that people want to see like, what could I do? Not that's overwhelming to me, but what are some of the simple things I could do that's free and see if it works really well? And if it works really well, then I, if I have to go to a practitioner to, to do a little extra, okay, but at least now you know what the issue probably could be. When I talk about liver frustration, I thought it was interesting that I start to get really, really adamant in the sense like self-care because you and I know this, people come to us and they're always, they've already spent probably a ton of money on different practitioners. And even myself, I'm like, I try to divert individuals, not because I don't love them or care about them. It's just like, 
man, I could, I could taught you that, uh, those points, and you probably could have helped your, your kid. I had patients that had their children. They saw what I was doing, and I would explain it to them. So they went out, man, and bought their own little digital acupressure device. They went out and printed out all the things, which I'm going to have on my membership, printed out all these acupressure points. There's a great book I have here, man. It's called um, Acupressure Made Simple by Deborah Bleeker. So anybody out there, Deborah Bleeker, licensed acupuncturist, Acupressure Made Simple. Is that, would that be on Amazon, Chris? Yeah, it'd be on Amazon. And she has another one called Acupuncture Handbook. I don't have any affiliation. I don't get any kickback. Right. But it shows on there these points. And the patients would call me up and be like, and the girl had epileptic seizures. Another one had stroke seizures. And they would tell me what was going on. But I'd say, hey, I think that the the large intestine is going on from the signs and symptoms that you see on the face, the breakouts and stuff, that there's something going on in your small, large intestine. So I would recommend you look at large intestine 20, you know, something like that. And they would go in and run that point out and they were like, the seizure stopped. And I'm not patting myself on the back, but people out there, I'm like, if you learn some of the small points, you can actually learn more in the sense that you can have more power in your hands. So that's what I love about it. That's amazing. Like you said, it's, it's, uh, it's liberating because then you're not so dependent on the medical system, whether it's allopathic or alternative. Once you learn these systems, and that's something I can't do with dry needling because I can't send people home with needles to needle themselves. But with what you're teaching here with acupressure points, simple knowledge and simple learning, you can take your health into your own hands and solve a lot of issues. Non-pharmaceutical, in the comfort of your home. I mean, this is stuff I preach about red light therapy, but with acupressure, in the small snippet that you've explained here, I can already see just how vast this could go for your health or your friends or your family just simply by learning the little things. And, and again, I think I don't want to keep tooting the horn yet. I will, that this would be a major reason to join, you know, Dr. Motley's membership. Oh, thank you, brother. But my mind's cranking right now for you. I'm serious. Like if you had a membership, like with red light therapy, how strong is it? Like, I got to tell you a story about your bio light in just a second. I, so I'm not trying to take over this podcast. I'm more free talking with Mike than most other podcast hosts, but if you had like the light therapy, the length of time to tell somebody since you do dry needling going, oh, I have this pain or something, you know, on the membership, it's like, learn some pressure here. Wait, what I'm trying to do. And say like you pressure, this is the light therapy. And I mean, that would be amazing. But I just wanted to show you, Chris, you're taking the words and the paradigm right out of my mouth because these are some prototypes and this is nothing like game changing for the red light therapy space. Um, yes. Especially like a flashlight. Still trying to figure out the exact size or charging mechanism and, you know, just the fine tuning of that. And Chris is opening me up, speaking of, you know, giving away some dirty details here. Dude, that would... <laughs> this, this product's not out yet. Uh, this is something I'm looking to release in the next couple of months. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because Chris already kind of spilled the beans and I'm going to... I'm so sorry. No, no, this is good because... Our minds work so similarly, which is what I love about you. And I think that's why we could probably just converse for hours on end and uh, yeah. only take a break to drink water. But uh, <laughs> so you said it exactly. I'm taking my dry needling expertise, combining my knowledge with red light therapy, and I'm going to produce a book. People are going to love this. It's probably going to be a hardcover, not an electronic ebook, because I guess some people don't want a hardcover of the ebook. But a book that's going to give you the exact map. Hey, you want to reduce some pain, you know, in your forearm or up by your shoulder, take your red light therapy pen or flashlight, whatever you want to call it, put it on this deep radial nerve, do it for X amount of time and yes. disappear. Or do it here for, you know, in your sternocleidomastoid, 
if you have a headache right above your eyebrow, put the light right here for, I don't know what it's going to be because it depends on the intensity of the device, but put it here for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, and watch that headache right above your eyebrow disappear. So it's going to be a map, just like you're talking about, not the meridian system, because of course, dry needling and acupuncture are completely different maps in that sense. And whereas acupuncture treats a lot of these, gosh, how would I want to phrase it? I don't even know if I can say this eloquently. And I think we talked about this on the prior episode. Acupuncture treats more diseases and more mental conditions, whereas dry needling for the most part is treating pain and movement. So that would be my goal with, with this paradigm. But I think even like you and I could hook up and create some sort of guide or map for red light therapy. Hey, let's take this this device. Let's wake up the gallbladder. Let's wake up the liver because it's time to do some spring cleaning. And we could, dude. We'll say something around that. Brother, I just said, dude. That makes me so excited. I said, dude. Brother, we ought to do that. And I would love to, if you ever do the, the device, which you will, if you let me do affiliate, as in I will... I will promote that as much as I can because that would be great. Like we could do tandem. I'm not trying to say this is my thoughts. So you, you know, follow along. I'm just saying my thoughts are you, you have those uh, dermatomes and you have the pain points. Whereas I could show like on videos, what I was thinking about doing, maybe people like that would like to do this. I was thinking about in my office with the permission of the patient is show how red light my thought is because I have a, a small red light device, but nothing like that intense with that kind of direction. I always find in acupuncture, the, the vector of the, the angle of a light source creates a lot of the change in the tissue response. I like to show the blood flow through the organ and through the muscle. So if, an, if a muscle is, is completely weak because like, let's say the kidney's not working well. Well, the L2, L3 area is going to be completely inflamed because that kidney's off. So usually their hip flexor's not working. And I usually sh can find a train of muscles on the inside of the leg that's not having enough blood flow. But what would be cool, man, is if we did a video and I could show like, okay, I'm going to put this on this point and you can do it at home and show the points and go and you can turn the blood flow right back on up through the kidney and turn the muscle right back on. Man, that would be amazing. Let's do that. If you, I mean, I'm all about it. I will, dude, I'll promote that as much because people need devices that are handheld to treat. Yep. That's, that's amazing. Good, good on you, man. I love this. And these handheld devices are great. That's also a newer one that's about to come out, but. Like the shine, this is great, uh, but you're kind of covering too large of a surface area. And I guess that's better than nothing. But like, let's say I want to irradiate that, you know, sternocleidomastoid point. Hey, this is kind of cumbersome to hold because it's a little large. It's like a brick. And I'm not necessarily targeting the precise location, which I don't even know what the pros or cons are. Theoretically, you're still getting light to that one spot. But there is something to be said with precision, I think. And especially with acupuncture, I would think in the meridian system, there's something to be said for precision in getting the light or the energy specifically where you want it versus all over the place. I don't know. But but to your point, I would love to develop this system, both for, for the dry needling points and the acupuncture. Man, we can really like this. I'm not saying that I have the answer, but I think I would love to like, so your membership would just grow, man. If, if someday we could do like some, I could do some videos and if you ever want to like do some uh, co collabs or something like that to show the beauty of the red light therapy on the points and such. I mean- I'm just here, man, because I'm your friend. I just wanted to be able to, to use the devices, man. It makes me excited too. So yeah, it would be awesome. That goes both ways, Chris. And you would be like my top choice just because of your knowledge base and your passion for education. I didn't even know you had this membership thing coming out. Yeah. So to develop a system, that'd be pretty cool. And again, it's more about empowering the patient, empowering the person to take their health into their own hands and basically just have a catalog 
where if a person's dealing with a certain thing or they want to do this general health and wellness spring cleaning, so to speak, boom, go to this page, look at the roadmap, and, and there you have it. It's simple. simple. Yes. It's like really when people can start to see that, especially, you know, parents always like they go to a membership. And I, I believe this is how it works. They're like, oh, I can treat myself. But a lot of times they're like, I want to get rid of my pain, but I want to make sure my kids are out of pain. But because uh, they'll do that on their kids and they're going to notice like their kids actually have a change. I'm like, and you can have a change too. Like, I'd love the idea of having specific light source because I love like even if it covers a larger area. But to me, when I uh, when I get kind of specific, especially around the, the head of a muscle, or around the organ area where that fascia is bound up and the light can go in there and penetrate. If it really disassociates the frequency of the infection with the organ, that'd be a game changer, man. I'm going to make videos on it. Whenever you get these things come out, the devices, I'll, I'll totally buy one and I'm going to just go, I'll go for it. On the next couple of months, that's the goal, Chris. You know how it is in the world of products and technology, though. It always takes a little longer than you want it to. But my goal would be in the next couple of months to have a device with you know the frequencies and the power and the size. But of course, I have to take the time to develop the book, but I'm sure I can. When do you have the time, bro? It's like. <laughs> I know, I know. Time's in the loop and it's, it's, there's never enough, it seems. Yeah, buddy. That's been kind of one of my passion projects has been getting this product with the dry needling points out because I know how empowering that can be if people know exactly where to put the light to reduce a certain pain. So to have someone like you jump on board with, with the uh, acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine aspect, I think that'd be an absolute game changer. And, and just so people understand, there's not necessarily research. Um, I do know some people use red light therapy from an acupuncture perspective or paradigm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's any research, like photobiomodulation research. There might be like a piece here or there um, on a specific acupuncture point. But as far as like the entire system or using it for a, or a specific, even like what Chris and I are talking about with the liver and gallbladder, I don't think there's any photobiomodulation research showing the specific results. A lot of it's theory, but very, very sound theory. Like if you put red and near infrared light, we already know what that does to cells. We already know what that does to mitochondria. And Chris knows energetically what effect that can have on the organs in the system and the body as a whole. So this isn't necessarily research-based per se, but it's grounded in very thorough treatment paradigms, again, that have been around for thousands of years. We're just combining new age technology, so to speak, with old age knowledge and wisdom. It's like, it's truly fun because that's where I call it. Like I'm trying to put together my own like small talks and one's going to be, it's called where East meets West. And it's like, it's truly, it's where they come together. Yeah. We can totally collab on that. And when you don't see like set in stone light therapy, myomodulation that is on, like, what does the liver function do? To me, I wish, man, that I had more time to really just search out things like that. Cause I would, I totally nerd out whenever I find things like that. I've been trying to find, there's a few books that I've found where um, it's usually Chinese professors that kind of try to disprove Chinese medicine. And they're not saying they're proving it, but they're getting these small grounds where they're finding out like doing frequency therapy testing. But they usually do it from the idea or the angle of the needle. Like, you know, the needle causes this and this, but there's not a ton of research like with the laser light therapy on the acupuncture. I mean, there may be some, but I need to get more and more entailed with it though, too. And speaking of acupuncture, is there such a thing as like a translucent needle or a needle that could propagate light? They are developing those. Now, one of my friends, maybe you can get a hold of him, is Dr. Adrian Larson. He does Meridia Tech. Meridia Tech, it's up in Boise. And he was telling me about that. They have some translucent technology, like with needles and uh, applications to where you can actually send light sources into the actual point. 
And I think that would be amazing. Like, because if, in my thoughts, like you're showing with your devices, if you had a light source that was strong enough to penetrate down between so many layers, you know, and actually show like the, the light reflection going through the tissue, and they may already have that. I, I mean, I don't know if he does or not, but I'm like, that would be a game changer too, because I know a lot of practitioners use laser light therapy as acupuncture and such, but um, I would like to see more research on it as well too. Totally. And to your point with, with these red light therapy devices, like there's some tissues and some organs and some nerves that you're simply not going to reach with this device. The wavelengths are going to penetrate all of that tissue inches and inches. I'm thinking like the glute or some larger, thicker tissues. You're probably not going to reach those nerves, which is kind of the thought process behind dry needling specifically is get as close to the nerve as possible and, and elicit these positive results. Mm-hmm. But with mm-hmm. the needle, if you could stick the needle in right where you want it and use some sort of device, red or near infrared light that would send that light through that translucent needle, so to speak. And then you'd be able to get that light specifically where you want it deep in the tissue or deep in the body. That'd be a massive game changer. And that would be really amazing too. I mean, because if you could just transmit light, that's the, that's the problem sometimes. Do you ever find this, like you work on like a glute or a hip. One of the things that when a patient comes in, I'm glad I can work. If you get the hips really reset, you're like, oh man, you could change so much of their world. But sometimes, man, after about 10, 12 people in a day, you're just like, your hands are like, because there's so much tissue. And then you think about like with acupuncture, I'm like, how deep does the needle have to go? How much is the vector because the tissue is so distressed, especially if like all the blood flow around the actual joint deep is disrupted. It's like you have to dig in and find out those areas and really release them. But I'm with you. If we could find a way to penetrate down with the needle and to have light source. I had one person tell me really well, acupuncture that said, if you have strata in the dirt layers, let's say that you try to drill straight down and you hit a little bit of rock and you have to like, the body will try to find little like zigzags to try to make, find the best way. But if you do the right vector and try to get through all the layers and you can go in a vector and then transmit the signal, it'll get through the layers a lot quicker. And I was like, that's a pretty good analogy. I like that. That's pretty cool. So this is kind of interesting because we are on this topic of acupuncture. One of my questions for you is, should a person just for general health and wellness, can they use acupuncture on a consistent basis just as a mode of maintaining health and wellness? I would, and I know that it can be time and cost efficient, but I, one of the biggest questions I answer is, should you go? I say, if even if you went monthly, the seasons change. Remember we talked about how you, your organs have to change with the season. At least if you went monthly, you have a good acupuncturist can tell you about the shift in your organs because your organs shift with the season. And it's good because then you can get a good idea about what deficiencies or what excesses your organs have. So to me, it's, it's a maintenance issue because- Really, you want the interconnection of the organs, the communication, the verbiage between the actual organs to increase. And the more communication you have, the better your balance becomes. That's what they say, the yin and the yang. So some individuals will go until a symptom's gone. But I usually tell them, hey, if you have a problem with like your heart, get the heart chi balance, go to your cardiologist. But also, if the heart's affected by the kidneys in Chinese medicine or the liver, you may open up another pathway to go get those clean out. So a continual monthly is probably what I would recommend. And I have a good friend, Dr. Gil Ben-Ami. He's here. He just stays packed. But I'm like, people don't want to leave. It's because they want that weekly or that monthly uh, healing. Yeah. Yep. No, that makes sense. That, those are good recommendations. I'm also thinking because I've had acupuncture done to me maybe once or twice while I was getting some cranial sacral. And that's a whole other discussion. But given my lifestyle and then quote unquote getting older, I'm just wondering if acupuncture would be kind of one of the best choices just to get the whole body reset and healthy. And, and like you said, that maintenance overall. So it sounds like, yeah, monthly would it be. It would be. 
I would I would suggest it. And I think that the communication, even, I hate to say, if there was, a, I say, a serious condition or a serious thing that could be coming down the pipe, the one thing I love about acupuncture and Chinese medicine is when they do a pulse point, they're probably going to find things that are hiding in underneath the surface. So instead of you having to face type 2 diabetes down the road, literally I've done, I mean, I can get indications and I'm like, oh, the, the liver is really congested and the pancreas is bad. It's showing up. The Western medicine doctors may say, oh, I don't find too much, but you're at the brink of having all your levels show that you can have diabetes. That's what I love about it because I'd rather go ahead and be preemptive right now than wait till it's too late. Proactive, not reactive, right? That's right. That's right. Maybe we can end on this question because I'll be interviewing a holistic dentist here pretty soon. So I would love for myself, but especially the audience, to get your perspective from your functional medicine, you know, traditional Chinese medicine perspective. How does oral health play into our entire health and, and what are some things we can do to optimize our health or like what are some habits we can instill to to optimize the oral cavity? Because I think my audience, we already have a buy-in that the oral cavity or the oral microbiome is especially important to our entire system because of how it's all connected. But I'd love to hear from you. What is the interplay and or what are some things we can do to further optimize our oral health? Man, we could spend a whole nother hour or two on this because, man, I am not acting like a biological dentist and I'm so respectful. I have good friends. I know you do too that are in that realm. It's probably one of the most important. Over the years, man, I have literally went through a lot of, I've studied a lot about biofilms lately. And like if a person comes to my office, they have parasitic issues or Lyme disease, things of that sort, chronic strep. I mean, I think I'm smart and I got rid of a lot of things and all of a sudden they come back and they're like, oh man, this, this one thing after three months of being relief has come back up. So I started testing the frequencies of different biofilms that were in the dental area. And I found that I would have placking of yeast or fungus, you know, strep or staph, some forms of pseudomonas, different things that were showing up on the teeth. And I would go to the Chinese medicine neurological tooth chart and I would find out which tooth was corresponding with the placking. And so what that means is there could be infections, not only in the organ that's transferring a nerve signal up to that area where the tooth could be injured, but I was noticing that what's the first entry point to all our, our food? It's our mouth. And I'm like, so I started to literally do oral checks with bioresonance device to try to check what areas of the gums were really infected. So all that to say, guys, I think whenever I find biofilming or placking on the area, one of the first things I do is I usually try to find if they can handle coconut oil if there's too much sulfur. So I'm a big proponent if they can do food-grade hydrogen peroxide rinses or coconut oil rinses. I also, there's a really good oil called Oral, Oral Defense Supreme, which has rosemary and such, and I'll even with clove, and they can rub it on the gum. But I always try to check the tooth and try to correlate with the organ and then do some acupressure points, but herbs that also clean out the organ to help the teeth. And I hope they answer the question because I want to give you a quick story. I had one of my good friends, and she's probably going to listen to this, and she goes, Molly, why do you always use me as an example? I don't try to, brother. <laughs> but okay, I was trying to heal this stuff up with the throat. And basically on the one side of the throat, I could never get a strep signal. I had to send everything off for blood to verify it. And I get it. But on my own frequency medicine devices, I go, I keep getting strep on this area. Also found a whole herpes virus. So we sent her off to do homeopathics and it worked. It was starting to open it up. But her windpipe through her, when we got scoping done, would be really closed up because there's too much swelling. She could hardly swallow. Things would get trapped. I know about neurological tooth and and you know, but we have some friends that are biological dentists. So I just sent them off. But I said, you know what? I'm really going to start hitting this hard. So I started checking and there was two spots 
up here that were always giving me a signal that there was something wrong and I could not get it cleaned up. I was like, I don't know what's going on. So she got a cone beam scan and the cone beam guy's like a CT of the mouth. So she sent it off uh, to a doctor that she has down near her area. And wouldn't you know it, the specialty doctor, you know, biological dentist found that one sinus where that signal was up near her tooth was completely filled with mold. And the other soft side had a big mold pocket below. She has pristine teeth. And they said at the edges of her gums was complete filled with yeast. Wow. In Chinese medicine, the gums have everything to do with the stomach. If your gums are inflamed or injured, your stomach is inflamed. He had to go through there and actually had to do a cavitation cleaning and then also start doing ozone therapy to actually clean the stuff out to where she could actually open up her one pipe. Could I help to find that out? I would hope I could. But oral health to me... If we could change the system to where people were actually went to the dent or the doctor and they were like, we're going to check your oral health out. Like people say, I have dent cavities, you know, or I have decay tooth or root canals. That's a huge indication, like you said, for the rest of the body. In Chinese medicine, literally it tells you which organs. And I can go on and on, guys. But literally there's people that I know that have like discolored front teeth. If you look at Chinese medicine, kidneys. You go to that person and you check their kidneys or get them a UTI check and they'll have a kidney infection. I'm glad you're stressing this, man. I'm telling you, that plus biofilm placking within the lower bowel are two of the things that I literally check every time now. I try to check for, through my testing all the periodontal and the biofilms. So things like practices like, uh, do you do tongue scraping, uh, yeah. oil pulling, quote-unquote allopathic things like flossing, the water pick, like are those things still on board or... Are they- totally, and I should mention that you're right. I, I, I really, like when we talk about uh, flossing... To when you get this, the crevices cleaned out, when you get the uh, coconut oil up in there, they have so many good acids in there. You'll start to notice that bumps will come out on your gums and your teeth and people think it's bad. I'm like, no, that just shows you how much stuff's up in your gums. If that's too hard, like you say with oil pulling, naturally every day I say that you should try to, they say to floss, but that with oil, like pulling at least every other day, if your body can handle it is probably one of the biggest avenues or things that I would do personally. Now, some individuals do lasering on their gums. I've seen some of those before, but I don't know if that's a little too hard for people to do all the time. But I've also found, rather, on the inside of the parotid glands, that people will have indications of infections in the actual parotid glands. So what I'll do is I have them do red light on the base of their skull or even up on here. But I have to be careful because your products are really strong. Like I had a patient that had that. And I hope she doesn't mind me telling I'm not going to tell her name. But she had so many teeth removed. And whenever we would do a light therapy, she has your device and she would put it on the back of her neck. Her gallbladder meridian would completely drain. She'd have rashes on her gallbladder meridian. And it was so heavy that all the lymph nodes around those gallbladder meridian points would just inflame and want to rash up. So I just say, you got to use it, but use it like three times a week for two or three minutes because it was just so powerful. But if you can drain it out of the teeth, she's now saying after about six months, she's like, my teeth aren't hurting as bad hardly at all. So that's, that's a big thing too, with the light therapy. Yeah. Just like anything, the, the devil's in the dosage. So to your point, if you're getting those type of reactions, the dose is probably too high back off either the distance and, or the duration. And like you said, and, and, or the frequency, I mean, possibly all three and actually this device behind me, which again, Chris, we haven't released officially yet, but this is going to be a much lower light irradiance compared to that device. I think your, your patient was using. So for people where like the high power is too much, we're going to have a lower powered option as well. And also the guardian for the mouth, 
is a very low light irradiance because the gum tissues are very light sensitive. So the Guardian and the Guardian Plus are intentionally very low light irradiance. Wow. I didn't know you had. Okay. So I need to, I need to promote that. Well, yeah, well, we can talk real quickly. I know you probably got to go. This oh, man, I want to keep talking, brother. I'm, this is such I know, a great we could, time. We could talk for hours. <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome because I'm with you. I think that that's probably the biggest avenue. I was talking to my intern the other day and I was like, you know, this is probably the biggest missing, not link people. I mean, your biological dentist, you yourself, they know, they've known for years. You know, they're like, we know this has been causing the problems all these years. You open up these, the possibilities of like, can the toxins in the teeth drain into the lymph nodes and into your heart, into your thyroid and create these problems? Crazy. Yes. Yep. You can have these problems come in. I mean, I'm people with Hashimoto's. I've had patients, not that I'd say I healed them, but literally get rid of the chronic strep in their throat and around their gums. No more signals. And their Hashimoto signals start to fade away. I mean, it's, it's mind blowing. And I didn't realize that until I interviewed, I don't know if you know, Dr. Kelly Blodgett. Um, oh man. I love Kelly. Good guy. He was my first podcast interview ever. Uh, so when I started the red light report, that was where I got my, I guess, wake up call for the impact of oral health. I was of the mindset where it's like, your mouth is your mouth. Yes. I got to brush it. You know, yes, I got to go to the dentist, you know, once or twice a year and make sure I don't have cavities. And you know, that's that. I didn't understand the impact or the implications for your entire health and how it can infect or affect your heart and your intestines. And I mean, everything downstream effect from your mouth yeah, um, and crazy. vice versa. So, yeah. It is right. Like whenever you think about like all the cavities, if a person has, gets a cavity in one tooth, talk to Kelly and be like, it's great because it's like, you keep having that cavity in that tooth. And it's like, yeah, the organ can be involved and that can make the enamel weaker in that one tooth. And then all the parasites we eat in our food and our fruits and vegetables, all the fungus, all the bacteria we get in our food sources, even if it's clean, and they get into the gum line and they and they deteriorate and they grow because we eat sugars and stuff. It creates a, hor- a horrible cycle. And I'm I'm with like even tongue health. Like I literally like look at tongues all day. It is just like you find out the, the tongue mapping and you go, oh man, like these areas are weak, but it makes it more susceptible for those infections from our food sources to go in there and just cause disruption. And I know we can keep going, man, but I'm telling you like even the disruption to brain fog and brain deterioration is heavily linked to the infections you get in your gums. That's mechanical. Oh, you got infections here? They can move up here and get to your blood-brain barrier. So, man, I know. I know we got I had to be running here, but I'm just saying I love this yeah. combo. I wish we could keep going, man. Yep. I think Kelly was even speaking to the point of, like, there's a triad or a triangle between, was it your mouth and your heart in your brain, or was it your mouth and your gut in your brain, and how it's like one or the other can affect each other, which affects all of them, and it's just this vicious triangle. When I check anything in the tooth and I find my own way of checking, I always go and check the heart because it's literally usually the valves or they have mitral valve prolapse or any type of arrhythmias or infarction or anything like that. Usually you'll find that they had a history or they had bad mono or they had bad sores or something in their mouth. Like, oh, I had cold sores when I was a kid all my time. And I'll go, do you have herpes viruses? And like, I had one guy that had such bad herpes virus because I found it on him. And he was like, what? I said, in his throat. He goes, oh yeah, I had it so bad. They had to cauterize all the warts out of my throat when I was four Whoa. and he has heart, he had a heart attack issue. And I was like, cause I kept getting signals of all the viruses in his heart. And then it finally, I was like, did you have anything going on with your teeth? And he goes, oh yeah. yeah. So whoever's out there, not to sound scary. If you have chronic sores or canker sores or something, there's stuff in the gums. Yep. They can contribute. The bacteria in the mouth, one of the first places they travel is the valves and to the heart. So if you got anything going on in the heart or you got anything going on in the mouth, you know, check the other location. Cause to your point, there's, there's something going on. Yeah, man. Totally, man.
All right, Chris, I know you got to go. We could talk for hours and that's why I love, you know, bringing you on. Uh, you're a wealth of information. You're a busy guy. So I appreciate everything you explained and, and talked about here. Just really quickly, give a rundown of where people can go learn more about and from you. I do have, have all the links from the previous, like your, like your website and your Instagram. Um, is there anything else you want to add to that? Um, yes, yes. I appreciate it, man. It's like just drmotley.com or Dr. Motley, and it's just on Instagram. I don't have any, like, anything brand new per se, but I say on the website, just uh, if you visit that, I'm trying to get to where I have like a membership. We have some sign-up links if you guys are interested in it. You know, I'm not pushy about it, but if you guys are wanting to know that, there's a, a sign-up link on the Instagram and on the website trying to put out quality info for me, like what I like to see. I like to see like people who are serious about health and that's really poignant. So yes, that's the way you can get a hold of me. If you guys DM me, I'm trying to get better to where it's like, I'm not acting like a doc that goes, oh, I have so many questions. I can't get back to him. I really want to get back to him, but I'm trying to get it to where I could take all those and categorize them and then answer them through the membership. That's what I'm trying to do. So if you guys want to reach out, let me know. Totally makes sense. Appreciate it, Chris. Everyone, thanks for listening. For Dr. Chris Motley, this is Dr. Mike Belkowski signing off with another episode of the Red Light Report. And you guys have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening to the Red Light Report. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and other podcast platforms to help spread the word so other people can learn about the many health, wellness, and longevity benefits of red light therapy. If you're looking for more educational content, check out our Instagram page at biolight.shop and our YouTube channel, BioLite. I'm Dr. Mike Belkowski, and I'll see you on the next episode.